You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And ladies and gentlemen, Wes Moore must have got on the phone immediately on the way back from uh, the tournament loss in Mercado and said, baby, I got work to do. He must have called his old lady up and said, the Osley brother said it, but I'm going to tell it to you, I got work to do. So don't worry. I'm going to be home a little late because he's been working and we're already seeing the fruits of it. We're already seeing us securing uh, former five-star players who were top five, I mean, who were top 30 players, top five in their position after what we just saw out of last year's team. Man, it's a great thing to see. I'm also going to get into things I expect to see in the spring game. But first, we are going to talk about the addition of Madison Hayes to this NC State women's basketball team. Because honestly and truly, I believe that Madison Hayes has a lot of potential and she could be a great contributor going forward for this NC State team. But let's talk about all of the ways in which Madison Hayes can help this team. Number one, she will have four years of eligibility left. I don't think y'all understand. She will have four years of eligibility left beyond when she gets here. So we'll see next season and then three more. From a player who made the SEC all-freshman team, the SEC was widely considered to be one of, if not the best, conference in women's basketball all last year. This is a player who made all-conference freshman team. Ladies and gentlemen, this woman is a little bit in the Kayla Jones mode and that she is a, a wing slash guard. She's got the quickness to play guard, decides to play wing at six foot, and she does a little bit of everything. 4.7 points, 4.7 rebounds, one assist a game. And not only that, another thing that she does uh, just very well overall is she's a pretty good three-point shooter as well. I mean, she, she shot 38% from three. Obviously, the free throw percentage has to improve because she was 48% from there. So she obviously has to work on her game there. But there is so much promise here. There is so much potential here. There is, man, Wes Moore is up to something. He's up to something to bring in the class that we bought in last year. And normally when you get a freshman transfer, this freshman is not transferring after being all conference. That's not how that works normally. That's not how that works. But somehow we made it happen. Madison Hayes is on her way to Raleigh. And that, my friends, ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. That it, to me, this move is massive because it helps the team win now and it extends our window into the future because Madison Hayes is a big-time player in a lot of ways. I believe that Coach Moore helped her clean up certain things that are not exactly great in her game right now. And time as well. Like, let's not just give all the credit to Coach Martin Act as if these players aren't doing the work themselves to get better. So time as well will help clean up some things, will help her improve in certain ways. But to me, 
when I when I see a player who is all confidence coming over to us, coming over to this team, the the fact of the matter is, Alyssa Kunes don't grow on trees. They just she doesn't. She doesn't. She's an all American. She's all world. She's all that for for a reason, right? Like that's just the fact of the matter. So with her being who she is, you can Westmore always plans to play inside out, but you don't get a ton of her. You don't get a new one after she leaves. However, the setup plan for after Alyssa leaves is just, uh, come on now, say this with me. Think about this with me for a second here. We have next year. After next year, you lose Raina, you lose Kayla, you lose Kai, right? But you bring back Jada Boyd. You bring back Jakia Brown-Turner. You bring back Madison as well. I mean, what? Come on now. You bring back Madison Hayes. You bring back Genesis Bryant. And Lord knows what these freshmen that are currently coming in will be because, again, we've got two of those players who are coming in, ranked top 100 in the country. So even when you're losing three absolutely amazing players, look who you have stepping up in in these roles. After you lose those three amazing players, you bring back a freshman, actually three players who were freshmen all-conference in Jakia Brown-Turner, Jada Boyd, and Madison Hayes. You bring back players who have played big minutes, players who have played meaningful minutes. You bring back a six-player of the year in Jada Boyd. To me, this team is set up for long-term success. And we're starting to hit the point. And I'll say this. If two, three years from now, we're still looking at a proverbial uh, a down season for us is 25 wins and an exit in the Sweet 16, we're starting to hit the point where it's like we don't rebuild, we just reload. I'm not quite willing to say we're there yet. Not quite yet. But if we hit this point where we continue to see Sustained success on top of sustained success on top of sustained success, it must be noted, at this point, we don't rebuild anymore. These moves that are being made are, hey, we're reloading. Don't worry about it. That's the type of moves that we're making right now. Bringing in one of the best recruiting classes in the country. Bringing in, again, an all-conference freshman player or an all-freshman team uh Conference player. Man, you're looking at you're looking at something special. You're looking at something special brewing. And you know what's very odd, or not very odd, you know what's very interesting about this. Me and Andrew Snicker literally discussed the fact that the window was appearing to be closing as far as making something happen, making a run. I'm sorry. I no longer believe that. And am I saying that Madison Hayes is an equal trade-off to Alyssa Kunane going forward? No. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is the, the depth and quantity, both the quantity and quality of players that we're bringing in, the drop-off should not be so massive to where we are expected to fall off the face of the earth, to where we are now expected to be just battling night in, night out. Everybody's healthy, but we're struggling to break into the top 25. I don't think that'll be the case. I don't think that'll be the case. And again, even beyond the four players that I just talked about bringing back beyond next year, and, and 
this is, again, we'll talk about next year in just a second, but even when we talk about beyond next year, again, Ja'Kia Brown-Turner, Jada Boyd, Madison Hayes, Genesis Bryant. I mean, there's, there's just so much. There's so much there. There is so much there that you just, you honestly and truly can see this team growing, evolving, maybe becoming a little more perimeter centric, but still being one of the best teams in the conference, still being one of the better teams in the nation. That is something that is not a far stretch at all uh, with, with what we have going on with Westmore and how he is recruiting players, not only out of high school, but also via the transfer portal. It's, it's, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be exciting to see. And this, this to me is just, it's a, it's a sign of good things to come because you're looking at a situation where at the end of the day, all of your players, the, the success will come. Like Westmore said, if we keep getting there, the success will come. He's setting himself up to keep getting there. He's setting himself up to keep having this team there. So at some point in time, we're going to get over the hump. I know that, and I think next year is the year. We'll talk about next year in just a second. But before we do, let me talk to you all about Built Bar. Built Bar is an amazing tasting protein bar with 18 delicious flavors. Six new flavors as well as 12 originals. The bars are healthy for you. They're great for our health-conscious listeners. They'll help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Some bars have as low as 180 or 130 calories and as many as 17 to 19 grams of protein in them. Only 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of, or uh, 5 grams of net carbs. This is the bar for the health conscious listener. Use promo code LOCK15 when you go to the website to get 15% off your next order. Once again, use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So when we look at the immediate and how this helps out this team, I know that we were bringing all of the top six players from our rotation back last year or from our rotation back this year. One thing that is never a problem is having too many quality players. And that's, that's just objectively speaking. There's no ifs, ands, or but, buts about that. One thing that just, it never hurts having quality players. And even if she's not cleared to play next year and has to have a uh, red shirt season due to transferring, that's fine too. But if she is cleared to play next year, Adding her to the top six that we already have would be immense. It would be immense. It would be a, a, a huge moment. Uh, but again, we, we would understand if she uh, is ineligible to play because of the transfer rules as they're currently constructed and all that. And again, you've still got these uh, the top six from the rotation last year. And with that being said, if you are counting on her as a member of your scout team, one of the more underrated parts of how college sports functions, the players on your scout team are immensely important to what we see on the court every night. And I know you're thinking, well, well, why would that be the case if they're not going to be playing? 
if your scout team can give you a good look of what your opponents will bring you, if your scout team can show you what you'll be seeing when you play your opponents, they give you a better chance of stopping what you'll be seeing. That's just a, a matter of fact. And that is really one of the parts of the best teams in the nation that make them so good. Because when you look at, for example, say um, a, a Florida State back when Jameis was there, if you look at an Alabama now, if you look at a uh, UConn in women's basketball, if you look at a, uh, a, any of the Blue Bloods when it comes to college basketball, when you have guys coming off the bench, when you have guys or young women who can emulate what the team does or what the team wants to do as well or better than they want to do it, the practices are the hard parts. The game become easy. The games become easy at the end of the day. So how does that look? If the other team's best player is a six-foot wing or a wing that has decent length and she's a, a, a dead eye from deep and also can do a little something in the paint and kills you on the offensive boards if you're not paying attention. It's easier to do that with an all-conference player. It's easier to scout that look with a an all-freshman SEC team player than it is with a player that, oh, they were a two, three star and they were from the state and they, you know, they're a really good player at their high school. It's easier to bring that look with Madison Hayes than you would get otherwise. It's just, that's just a, a, a matter of fact, right? Like there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. So this team is made better by her even if she's not deemed eligible to play right away. This team is made better right away by her. Because, again, you're going to have a situation where the, I, I would imagine already with Coach Moore saying we have six starters, running five-on-five five was already wildly competitive. Now it ramps up even another level. Because, like I said, you're returning the best six, and then you're adding another who's coming off the bench that on most teams would be a starter. Wasn't all conference freshman player at her old school. So this, to me, huge get. Great for Coach Moore, great for the team, great for the program. And like I said, if we are still winning, I am not going to lie to y'all and say, oh, it doesn't matter if we drop down to 15, 16 wins the, the couple years after this one. No, 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 no. To me, if you want to be a premier national program, if you want to be known as a national power, not only do you need success in the tournament, you need sustained success beyond one or two players. And that's just what this situation is to me. Now, moving on to the spring game and what I want to see out of that, because tomorrow we're going to have Talking Wolfpack with Brett Friedlander. So I want to tell you all what I want to see out of the uh, spring game right now. My number one thing is the transfers on defense. I want to see how the transfers, both in the back end, in the secondary, and up front, how they're looking. There is no way that you can easily replace a Lee McNeil, or really there's no way that you can replace him outright. But with what everybody's saying about how Savion Jackson's been taking the next step, if our transfer from Florida State up front looks good as well, to me, there would be a situation of, okay, we'll be all right. We're playing at virtually 
the same level because we've got a guy who's dominating, who's showing signs and flashes of uh, making making waves for making waves for being a replacement for what Aleem was. Again, we're not ever counting on uh, we're not ever counting on completely replacing a player like Aleem again. We're not we're not ever saying, oh yeah, this should make sense. Corey Durden is for sure gonna come in and do everything he did plus some. Not saying that. Not gonna say that at all. But um Aleem was a disruptor who got your offense to have to dedicate multiple blockers to him. And if your scheme was if your scheme was downhill to bounce, you were gonna have to bounce it because you could not go downhill with Aleem in the A gap. If your scheme uh, was possibly banging it up inside or cutback, you were gonna have to go to the cutback because he was gonna be there. And the fact of the matter is that doesn't mean that you'll have a hundred percent success defensively. However, making a back go from straight line, straight downhill to having to pick and choose or find a hole, that's immensely impactful. It's immensely impactful. So Corey Durden is more of a, a guy who makes the plays himself, who is going to get to the quarterback a little bit, who's going to uh, do a little bit more, who has a little bit more versatility as far as moving him up and down the line. Because, yes, he is a, a defensive tackle. And in a 3-3-5, you know, you're, you move your guys around a little bit, especially if they've got – uh, some some length to him and can keep guards and tackles off of him a little bit. At 6'5", Durden can definitely do that. So, again, he's one of the transfers that while we've talked about Fagan and Pitts, while we've talked about the guys on the back end, Durden and his progression, to me, what he shows in this defense, I believe will be a great determining factor in how good this defense is next year. I honestly and truly do because just like Brett said, defense and baseball share that you want your best guys right up the middle. And that's just the fact of the matter. Durden will play all up and down the line, but also he'll play a decent amount of nose guard as well, I believe. But we'll see that in the spring game. The next thing I want to see, how the offense uses Trent Penix. Or if uh, the offense uses Trent Penix in certain ways. Again, we already talked about the fact that the playbook is not going to be as deep as it will be heading into the season and spring ball. That's not going to be happening. That's a fool's errand if you wish that it was that deep. Because wish for something else, you have a better chance hitting the lottery. But to see what roles they have him playing uh, mean, means a lot to me. Also, seeing what the tight end rotation looks like in replacing Kerry Angeline. Uh, he talked about Dylan Parham and, and how he's been here for a while and how he's the elder statesman and all that. I want to see how Dylan Parham comes back from next year, from last year where he, he showed flashes, he showed some good play at times, but it was a bit inconsistent. If we look back at the game against the University of No Consequences, what should have been Ben Finley's first touchdown ended up being an interception because of Dylan Parham's drop. That's just the reality of it. Not trying to pile on a young man, not trying to say, oh, I don't believe he'll ever be good or he'll ever contribute. Not saying that. I want to see how he bounces back. I want to see if he can produce consistently. And I know that you won't learn all that from a spring game, but I just want to see how he plays uh, in the passing game as well as what the rotation is to replace 
Kerry Anzalon and, and who we could possibly see out there as well uh, in that space. The next and final thing that I want to see is the freshman, the big freshman McLaughlin. I want to see how he spins that thing. We know that he's got a big, strong arm, sure. But I want to see how he looks uh, with college receivers, with college defenders rushing at him and, and college defenders covering as well. I want to see how he looks then. I want to see if he, he is as good as he has been progressing as well as advertised or if he's swimming a little bit mentally. Uh, Poole as well is another guy that uh, I, I'm going to want to see. Coach Doran said that he was a little bit out there swimming and mentally getting lost a little bit. But that's okay because these guys are early enrollees, right? Like, these guys are so young, they're not even able to drink yet, right? So we expect there to be a little bit of uh, a little bit of, of difficulty adjusting to the speed of the game and the difference mentally between uh, the high school and college game. But that's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's nothing saying, oh, if those two perform poorly in the spring game, I'm going to write them off. I'm not, not that guy, never will be that guy. And that's just the fact of that. Um, and again, this, this is a good team. I'm expecting them to have as good of a season, if not better, next year. Uh, that's something I bet on. And if you're a better, go to betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA season is in full swing. College basketball just came to an end, too. However, the NHL is going, and baseball is back in the swing of things as well. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you could imagine. So, BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to sign up to place your bets because it's free. Also, on top of it being free, if you head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So, friends, I'm about to land this thing. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, huge get, huge get for Coach uh, for Coach Moore, huge get for this women's basketball program in Madison Hayes. This, to me, again, is showing we're rebuilding. We're not reloading. We are rebuilding. We are not reloading. This, to me, is showing that this, these, there is no way under God's green earth that Coach Moore is content with what happened last year. He is not content with, oh, we beat a few number one teams and we won our second uh, consecutive ACC tournament. He's not content. Honestly, he's not content with, we would have been ACC champs in the regular season as well if we would have just played the, the amount of games. He's not content. He's still hungry. This team is still hungry. This team still wants success. This team still wants more than they've had. And that excites me about next season. That excites me. Bringing back your top six players and adding an all-freshman SEC team player to the squad? Oh, man. Oh, man. It's, I'm, I'm geeked up to see it. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see how that all unfolds and plays out. And then when I go to football, the spring game always brings optimism. Uh, but don't put too much stock into it if you see certain guys struggle or certain guys play well. It's really 
It's it's trust me, it is not that big of a deal. Don't get me wrong. Spring games are exciting. Spring games are fun. It is good to see our guys get out there and play and all that. And we hope that everybody leaves healthy. But don't put too much stock into it, okay? Just understand that there are, I'm sure that everybody has their three to four things that they want to see out of this spring game. I gave you mine. I want to see the transfers. I want to see, uh, I want to see the transfers. I want to see the tight end depth chart as well as how they use Penix. And I want to see the freshmen, our, our two high, most highly touted freshmen. I want to see it. But I'm not going to be disappointed if any of those groups, any of those guys don't play well because I know it's just a spring game, all right? Thank you all so very much for listening. Again, every time you like, subscribe, share, you help grow this platform. You help push NC State-based uh, media forward, all right? Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go back. You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.